a night to forget for the Arsenal. We're going to be looking back at that disappointing defeat at Molyneux on this live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu. And on this edition, we're going to be looking back at Wolverhampton Wanderers 2, Arsenal 1. We're coming to you live around about 20 minutes after 20, 25 minutes after the conclusion uh, of the match. It's all still a little bit raw, all still a little bit fresh, and we'll probably uh, touch on some of the points that we're going to discuss tonight again on on one of tomorrow's shows, and you know maybe look at it with a bit of a different viewpoint. You know, always sleeping on it helps, doesn't it? Uh, it helps you to calm down. It helps you to see a bigger picture. Um, haven't seen any post match interviews from Mikel Arteta um, just yet. Disappointing night, uh, a night to forget for for a number of reasons. But what I want to say is. Let's not give the boys a hard time. Let's not give Mikel Arteta a hard time because ultimately we were undone tonight by a really bad refereeing decision, in my opinion. And, what, and I know a lot of people are saying that the sending off of David Luiz, you know, by the book was the correct thing to do. But we, we're going to discuss that because surely in football, somewhere along the line, common sense has to be applied. And common sense was not applied uh, in the sending off of David Luiz. You know, let's um, let's start there because, you know, we can talk about how Arsenal played in, in the build-up to that and Arsenal were excellent in the build-up to that. We created chances uh, very early on in the game. We had opportunities, I felt, to really kill off Wolves early on. We started like a house on fire again, just like we did against Southampton um, last Tuesday where we we played a ball, you know, in behind their defence really early on and created opportunities and and really put those those sides up against the wall and really should have put those games beyond doubt much earlier than we did. And and Wolves today was a prime example of Arsenal sort of threatening but lacking that bite uh, in in the key areas. You know, obviously Bakayo Saka. Uh, had a really, really good chance. And, and you feel like sometimes those chances come along a little bit too early in games, which sounds, uh, it, it sounds like a bad excuse. But, you know, when you get into that position and it's your first touch of the game, you probably want to have had two or three touches before um, you get into that position before you're tasked with, uh, you know, dispatching something or dispatching an opportunity that could prove so key later on in the game. Um, Nicolas Pepe's goal was was outstanding and Nicolas Pepe's really come into his own in the last few weeks. I've been so impressed with with the improvement, um, so impressed with what he offers that front three. I love him playing from the left. I know I've spoken about it quite a bit on recent shows and I think particularly when 
your fullback is going to have to cut inside like Cedric because, of course, he's right-footed playing on the left at the moment. It's even more imperative, I think, that you have a player that can go on the outside. And Nicolas Pepe's goal, when that went in, you, you felt like this was going to be a really good night for the Arsenal. The, the nature of the goal as well, it just kind of highlighted what Nicolas Pepe maybe hasn't shown uh, up until the last couple of games. And that's a desire to win the ball back and, you know, to really impact the game. And he went and pressed the Wolves player. He got a toe in, found Lacazette. Lacazette gave it back to him. And it was a combination of trickery and determination and strength that got Nicolas Pepe into that position through the legs of Semedo, through the legs of Moutinho. And then he opens up his body and with his weaker right foot, absolutely bends one into that far corner. It's a wonderful goal, wonderful goal um, from Nicolas Pepe. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And at that point, you feel as though, you know, Arsenal are, Arsenal are cruising here. Played really well. Um, and then you know, finally get the breakthrough that we deserved. I felt like we were allowing Wolves to cross the ball too much uh, from fairly early on in the game. Pedro Neto is is a handful for anybody so quick and Adama Traore on the other side as well. We know what he can do once he knocks the ball past you. Very few players in the world will keep up with him once he turns on the burners, once he gets running. I did feel that the only kind of criticism I had of Arsenal in that first period was that we were allowing Wolves to get crosses in the box way too easily. Other than that, though, up until the moment that we're going to discuss in a minute, the first half was pretty flawless. The first half was was impressive. The first half was, you know, it was what Mikel Arteta will want to see from his team week in, week out. That's intensity. That's pressing. That's good forward passing. That's being direct in terms of playing balls over the, the top of the centre-halves, playing balls over the top of the full-backs, when you feel that that pass is on. And Thomas Partey in particular, I thought they did that really, really well in the first half. And then the red card comes along. And I've seen a lot of Arsenal fans on social media already um, digging out David Luiz and saying, you know, David Luiz has let us down again. David Luiz has been stupid. David Luiz has cost us. Look, the only thing that David Luiz is guilty of in that situation is being caught out of position. That's it. The only thing he's guilty of is being caught out of position. He's being caught in a place where uh, William Jose was able to run beyond him and get into acres of space for the through pass to be played. That's the only thing for me that David Luiz was responsible for. It, it, you know, the contact with William Jose is minimal. But there is a little bit of contact. Every striker in that position, if they feel that contact is going to go down, it's unfortunate because Louise hasn't really made an attempt to to make a challenge. He hasn't made an attempt to pull the player back. He's you know he's done that in the past, hasn't he? We've seen him in the past pull people back. That's stupidity. But David Louise hasn't done that. You know, looking at it now, actually, you're probably thinking that David Luiz has maybe learned his lesson from previous times because he doesn't make a challenge. But unfortunately, in the strides between the two players, and you could probably argue that Willian Jose has, has, has kicked his leg up to try and get the contact. But the contact happens. And from then on, the referee is always going to point to the spot. And I guess, you know, the contact although it may have been instigated by the striker, 
you know, you see that every week in football, whether it's instigated by the striker, whether it's instigated by the defender, when contact takes place in that kind of area and the player hits the deck when he's through on goal, you know the penalty is going to be given. And actually, I don't even have a major issue with the penalty being given because I still think that Arsenal with 11 men tonight had more than enough on the pitch to go and, and score another goal and really put Wolves to the sword. Arsenal were that good in that first period up until that point. You know, Arsenal could have gone 2-1 down with 11 men and I still would have been confident um, that that we would have had the tools to pull it back. But that red card just completely throws our plans out of the window. Um, the red card gives us a bit of a knock. Obviously, the, the subsequent penalty leads to Wolves' equaliser. And you go in at half-time having played so, so well now finding yourself down to 10 men, having been pegged back. And, and from then on, it was always going to be a difficult night. And I was saying it during the watch along, particularly after Moutinho smashes one in uh, from what, 25, 30 yards. You can't legislate for that. It was a wonderful strike from Jean Moutinho. That's it. You know, nobody's to blame. Nobody should be picked on individually for that. Um, we, we've got to get out of this blame culture at Arsenal where we watch games like that. And all of a sudden, you know, we have to we have to find villains. We have to find people to pick on. Tonight, it's very hard to do that f from my perspective anyway. I, I don't blame David Luiz. I think there was a, a bit of accidental contact. Um, and as, as much as it's unfortunate, as I said, referee points to the spot. It's, you know, obviously I prefer he doesn't. And obviously I look at it and I think that maybe William Jose instigated that contact but at the end of the day the penalty is not what's killed us the penalty is not what's killed Arsenal tonight it's the red cards that's what's killed Arsenal tonight that's what's made this game you know slip away from Arsenal's grasp because make no mistake about it that Arsenal performance we saw in the first 45 minutes that Arsenal side we saw go to Molyneux and literally blow them off the pitch and and barring you know a couple of uh, you know if we had turned in a couple of those really good opportunities that we create we created the game would have been done and dusted so i had huge confidence in arsenal going on and winning that game regardless of whether wolves got the penalty or not it was the red card for me the red card is is what i can't get my head around now peter walton was on bt sport and he was explaining what the law is and that the law is that if you make a genuine attempt to win the ball, then the penalty will be awarded and you'll be shown a yellow card, right? That's what Peter Walton explained. And what he's saying is the referee is right to, to send off David Luiz because David Luiz has not made a genuine attempt to get the ball. Well, he's not made an attempt to foul him either, has he? That, and that's the point. He's not made an attempt to win the ball, but he's not made an attempt to foul the player. And this, this is where common sense in football needs to come in. It's all good saying that he didn't make a genuine attempt to win the ball. You say that about players that professionally foul someone. If you pull someone by the shirt, that's not an attempt to win the ball. That deserves a record. David Lewis has done nothing. The guy's done nothing. He's not pulled him. He's not made a sliding challenge. He's not kicked him. He's not done anything. There's a there's a collision. There's a tiny bit of contact because David Lewis's stride has caught up to that of Willian Jose, who slowed down because he's in front of goal. That's what's happened. It's not a genuine attempt to win the ball, but it's also not an attempt to foul him either. 
So that rule needs fixing. It needs changing because we've seen tonight a massive flaw in that. And people will throw the book at at us and say, oh, you're wrong. The letter of the law says this. I don't give a shit what the letter of the law says because it's common sense. Just apply some common sense. How much better will football be if people just applied common sense? Because our game is completely without it at the moment. There's none of it. None of it at all. And you look at other leagues, you watch other leagues. You know, I watch Serie A week in, week out, and I don't see bullshit like this occurring every week. The Premier League really need to to fix themselves up because we're watching what is supposed to be the best league in the world. It's got the shittest officials in the world. There are rules in our league that don't even exist in the rest of football. Rules that the Premier League have made up, or they call them directives, because it helps them get around the legal parts of it. It's a mess. It's an absolute mess, right? It's an absolute mess. And then you go down to 10 men. And from then on, it's difficult for Mikel Arteta. And there's a big debate I can see on social media following the game around whether Mikel Arteta was right to take Alexander Lacazette off or not, um, whether that was the right call. Maybe he should have taken off somebody else. I mean, I I look at that side and I've got it on the screen. Let me just swap Pepe and, and Saka around there. Um, you know, for me, I don't actually have an issue with him taking Lacazette off because I think all of our threat in the first period came from Bukayo Saka being played in, in behind Max Kilman and Nicolas Pepe, you know, had another really decent performance on the left-hand side and led to the goal. And if, if you're a one, one, um, you know, you, you would look at maybe, you know, I know this sounds a little bit negative, but at one, one down to 10 men, second half begins. If I was Mikel Arteta, I'd been looking at it and going, yeah, I, don't, I wanted three points in an ideal world, but if we come away from here with a point, having gone down to 10 men, I'd probably take that. And so actually playing without a centre forward and, and getting being able to get back into this compact shape off the ball and then, you know, maybe, you know, using Pepe to make runs down this flank and, and that flank went up and Saka on the other side when Arsenal were looking to break. I don't think that was a bad idea. I don't think that was a bad ploy from Mikel Arteta. Equally, Smith Rowe can drop into that midfield and make it, uh, you know, more of a compact unit. So I haven't got an issue with Mikel Arteta taking off Alexander Lacazette. Some fans do um, and fine, that, that's your opinion. But for me, you know, that wasn't why why we lost the game tonight. As I said already, I said it a little bit earlier on, um, you can't legislate for, for João Moutinho picking up the ball 25, uh, 25 yards from goal and, and smashing one in the way he did. It was a brilliant strike um, and a, ultimately a goal worthy of winning any football match. So, you know, it's just one of those things, bit of individual brilliance from an opponent has, has set us back even further. Um, and then the game was completely dead when when Bern Leno did what Bern Leno did. And again, you know, I, I've not even been, I've actually, I've been a critic of, of Bern Leno in the past. I've said that he, he has these moments in him sometimes that just prevent him being a, a top, top, top goalkeeper. Um, but I think to blame him tonight as well would be harsh. I think it just, it just sealed or, or, or rounded off what was a what was a shit night overall like everything that could have gone wrong went wrong for Arsenal tonight you know he comes out 
He's got to come out, in my opinion, because the ball's been played in an Adama trial where he's got the pace to get there. What do you do? Stay in your goal, wait for him to pick up the ball and come one-on-one with you? No, of course not. Uh, so Ben Leno had to come out. I think as he's approached the ball, he's just got caught in two minds. He doesn't know what he should do with it. He's maybe just, you know, got caught in between two minds and his goalkeeping instincts kicked in with the arm. And yeah, it's but but that, that completely killed us, didn't it? Completely killed us because from then on, you know, you have to take Thomas Partey off. Um, so he came off the pitch. He was the one sacrificed. And then Smith Rowe has to drop into midfield. And essentially for the remaining, however long it was, what, 15 minutes or so, Arsenal were playing with with two banks of four. Um, but when they did win the ball back, there was nobody to hit. You know, fatigue plays a part as well. Um, and when you're talking about a team that's made one change, but only had, what, well, they've made one change from the side that played on Saturday and they're having to play two games in four days. Understandably, those players didn't have the energy after that to do what they needed. You know, Aubameyang came on for Pepe. Was that the right move? I don't know. Um, you know, he is a goal threat, of course, and that's how Mikel Arteta would have been looking at it. But he is a bit of a passenger when it comes to his defensive work. And could we afford to have a passenger when we were down to 10 men? I'm not 100% sure. But again, it's not something I'm going to go absolutely nuts about because you could argue that point either way. So I guess my kind of overriding feeling is is one of disappointment, you know, but I'm not I'm not angry with David Luiz. I'm not angry particularly with Bern Leno. I've got no qualms with Mikel Arteta. It was just one of those nights where a refereeing call has gone against us and that has completely shaped uh, the game going forward. And, you know, again, people will turn around and say that by the letter of the law, actually, Craig Pawson made the right decision. What's wrong with applying a little bit of common sense? Craig Pawson, for me, what what, what pisses me off the most about it is he hasn't even gone over to the monitor to have a look at the situation himself, just to, to, to make sure, you know, just to have a look at what exactly has occurred so that he can be completely clear in his decision. He hasn't done it. He hasn't done it. And and this is what winds me up about the Premier League. Every other league on the continent that is applying VAR would have sent the official over to watch the replay himself. And only then can the official be 100% clear about what he's seen and make an informed decision. But in this country, for some reason, they don't want to know. The referees don't want to know. The VAR don't want to know. The Premier League, for some strange reason, do not want their officials going over to the monitor if they can avoid it. And I just don't understand it. I just don't understand it. As I said, I'm disappointed with the result. I said I wanted seven points from Wolves, Villa and Leeds. Obviously, we can't get that now. Um, So now you've got to be aiming for six. And it's going to be a tall order going to Aston Villa and and coming away with three points. They've been in good form this season. You know, they've had a, a couple of ups and downs, but overall their their performances so far have been pretty good, carry plenty of attacking threat of their own. Um, so, yeah, let's, um, you know, we take it on the chin and we move on. It's a disappointing night, you know, but there were some positives to take from it. The first half performance was excellent. Nicolas Pepe, again, was excellent. Bukayo Saka, yeah, probably should have scored a goal, but was excellent as well in that first period. Emil Smith-Rowe was pulling strings. I thought Thomas Partey looked fitter. Um, 
you know, for, for the majority of, of the game than he kind of did against, um, than he did in, against Man United the other day. Um, Holding had another solid game again. So, yeah, um, it, it is what it is. Look, we, we take it, we move. And um, it's very important, I think, to highlight the reasons we lost this game and to highlight that the reasons we lost this game were ultimately largely out of our control. And that should make it easier to digest. That should make it easier to swallow. I know some people will say it goes the other way, but I always say that if my team does what I want them to do, if my team performs to the right level and and Lady Luck is against us, then yeah, you're disappointed and it's frustrating and it makes you angry at the time. But ultimately, you, you, you come away from it knowing that your team did their absolute best. And and for me, that's what it comes down to tonight. I've, I've got no, you know, I don't want to sit and dig out players. I, I've said it already. I don't think anybody deserves digging out because I felt like the Louise situation, the, the whole nature of it, the way it unfolded was very unfortunate. I feel like the referees made a, a complete fuck up essentially by sending him off. Like I said, give Wolves the penalty. Wolves score it. So what? It's 1-1. We were by far the better side. And with 11 men, we would have continued to dominate and we would have continued to control the game. And I'm sure we would have continued to create chances. So my major, major, major issue with the refereeing performance tonight is the decision to give the penalty and the red card. You know, and, and that rule, has he made a genuine attempt to win the ball? No. So he has to go off. Well, he hasn't made an attempt to foul him either, has he? But you would have known that, Craig Pawson, if you went over to the monitor and had a look. You'd have known that if you bothered to make sure that you did your job thoroughly and you had a good look at the situation. But instead, you made a decision like that. You made a decision so quickly, you've got a flipping monitor on the side of the pitch and you couldn't be bothered to jog over 40, 50 yards to the side to have a look and make sure that you made the correct decision. That is the problem with VAR in this country. It's there when it suits them. It's there when they feel like using it. But often they overlook using it in the right way because they want to cover up the embarrassment. They want to cover up what a shambles of a group of referees they are and how bad the standard is of refereeing. Last World Cup, not a single English referee went to the World Cup. I wonder why. I wonder why. Anyway, that's enough ranting. That's enough raving. Get your questions in. Get your thoughts in. Get your comments in. Make sure you hit the like button if you haven't already. Make sure you subscribe to the channel if you're new. I know it's not the greatest circumstances tonight, but I want to say a big thank you uh, to those of you who have recently subscribed and got us over the line. We've hit on YouTube alone 12,000 subscribers this evening. So thank you for your continued support. Also, if you want to become a member of the Chronicles of Aguna YouTube channel. If you want to receive access to our members-only content and a number of other perks, including access to our Discord server where we're talking Arsenal pretty much all day and all night, click the link in the description. It will take you to our membership page. There are three tiers available. Have a look at which, if any of those appeals to you, and we'd love to have you on board. Massive thanks to those who have already signed up. Uh, Really, really appreciate the support. And of course, 
you know, it, you can see those guys in the chat with the little icons next to their name. So thank you so much. And as if this night wasn't getting worse enough, Man United are three nil up. But anyway, uh, right, let's go. Let's go over to the live chat box. Let's see what you guys uh, are saying um, on the game. Um, Robin says, Harry, if you deny a clear goal scoring opportunity, it's a red card. Intention doesn't matter. That's not true, Robin. There's a rule in place that prevents you from punish. It's called the triple punishment rule, whereby you, if you give the penalty and you and the defender made a genuine attempt to win the ball, then you show them a yellow card. So you're not essentially losing a player and a penalty. That's that is in place, but according to the referees' sort of way of looking at it tonight, he feels that David Lewis didn't make a genuine attempt to win the ball, but he didn't intend to foul him either. Um, and that's that's my issue. There, there was definitely a little slight bit of contact. And if it was our striker, obviously I'd want him to hit the deck and I'd want him to get the penalty and get the man sent off. But the problem is that you need that you need to apply common sense in football. And that the the one downside, so I like VAR, right? I think VAR was was needed because refereeing had gotten so bad in this country. I thought that VAR was needed in the Premier League more than anywhere else. But what VAR has done, and I've got to admit, I didn't foresee this, is it's caused them to adjust certain rules to the point where they're so black and white that actually they're not fit for purpose for our game. You know, how do you judge intent? You can't. It's an opinion. You can't ever really know whether someone has the intent, um, you know, to to foul someone or or to do anything they do, you can guess and you can judge it, but that's all you're doing. You're guessing it, you're judging it. And so there are rules like that where it's a problem, you know, offside, it's either on or it's off. VAR works great for that. Fine. But things that are still subjective, what I wanted VAR to do was to be there for the referee to go over and have a look so that their final decision is not made for them so that their final decision is a more informed one. But Craig Pawson here has made a decision. It's not an informed decision. He clearly hasn't really seen what's happened. He's got the opportunity to go to the side of the pitch, have a look at what's actually happened before he makes a decision so that he can make the best decision possible. And he's passed up that opportunity for whatever reason. He, the VARs, the PGMOL who tell these lot what to do, Whoever is responsible for it has is wasting it. Well, were you spending all that money putting technology into every stadium if when you you need it and you should be using it as a referee, you you're not even bothering to go and look. You're just trusting in someone else in a van somewhere at Stockley Park, wherever the hell it is, watching it on a little tiny TV screen. Nah, it's nonsense. Nonsense. They use it so poorly in this country, so poorly. Um, AA FIFA 2000 says, I blame the ref for this defeat because even though we could have scored more, we were in control with 11 men. Completely agree with that. Marshall, uh, has got praise for, for Pedro Neto, deserves to play for a big club. He's pretty good, Harry. Yeah, he, he was good. Um, he was good and he caused us a lot of problems on that left hand side, caused us problems at the Emirates as well. Um, you know, Wolves have got, Wolves have got a lot of talented players in that, in that final third. I've got no idea why they've struggled so much of late, but um, yeah, Arsenal come to town and, uh, and fix it all up for them. Uh, Harry Atkinson says, 
Why do officials not even check VAR when it comes to Arsenal? It's just red and that's it. Man United tonight are playing 10 men after a minute, yet Bruno on Saturday against us not even looked at. Completely agree. Completely agree. Uh, Banos says, referee decided the game. Wrong calls throughout the game. Uh, Kebab says, uh, English referees are even rare in the UCL. See them once every two years. Yeah. Um, completely agree. Uh, Ali says, very happy with how we played in the first half. We seem to be getting some rhythm. Yeah, agreed. Um, agreed. Uh, Hesdi says, do you know when Matty Ryan is expected to be fit? Not confident in maintaining the clean sheets with Renarsson. Shit day at the office, but we can see progress made. Yeah, we can certainly see progress in terms of the, the level of, of the overall performance um, pre going down to 10 and then nine men. So, and you know what, even when we were down to nine men, you could still see there was a fight there. You could still see the players cared. You could still see the players were trying. And, you know, again, I know I shout him out all the time, but I want to give Granite Xhaka a shout out because here he is, the legend himself. He was brilliant again tonight and he was really giving it his all, even when we went down to nine men. Not saying others weren't, but he, he really was leading by example. When is Matty Ryan going to be fit? I'm not 100% sure. Um, if I'm honest with you, we got an update from Arsenal about his injury uh, yesterday. Don't really know uh, what the kind of prognosis is in terms of how long he's going to be out for. But yeah, I'm not I'm not confident in Renarsson either. And um, yeah, it sounds strange, doesn't it? That we're kind of all desperate for this lonely goalkeeper from Brighton to become fit uh, because we need him to play. But that's another point, isn't it? That the suspension of Bern Leno is is the biggest problem here. You know, you have a shit day at the office, and you 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 accept that it was a bad day, and you move on. You know, it's still seventeen points from twenty four. Which, when you look at where we were, languishing down in fifteenth place before Christmas, you will take it. Um, so, you know, in in terms of the overall picture, it's not the end of the world at all. But now we have to play without Burn Leno. And, it, and it's so clear that at Arsenal, long gone are the days where the level between our number one and number two goalkeepers was was maybe negligible. Now you've got a massive gap between Burn Leno and, and Matty Ryan and, and Alex Runarsson. And yeah, so it's a problem. Uh, Alex McCarthy, one of our members, says these rules with VAR are going to be worse next season. They'll change things, but it will cause more loopholes. Yeah, agree. Uh, Dan Price says, can you have foreign referees in the EPL? Not being dramatic as I think some are okay, but I think it would make such a huge difference. I've said this for years. I've said this for years. Why don't they get the Italian referees and send them over here? Why don't they send the Premier League referees over there? Why don't they bring the Spanish referees to Italy, the German referees to France, whatever, you know, swap them around, but they won't. You know why? Because no other country wants these absolute fucking clowns running their football matches. And I don't blame them. Uh, what else have we got here? Um, let's see. Uh, what else we've got here? Uh, Nishith worried as well about, um, you know, about the idea of, of Bern Leno being missing now for a few games. Uh, Colin says, I'm fuming and I've got school tomorrow. What a lovely time to be an Arsenal fan. Big up, Harry. <laughs> uh, look, overall, um, you know, <laughs> it's a disappointing night, but let's not, Let's not let bad refereeing, let's not let bad luck on the night, rotten luck, set us back as, as as a fan base right now. You know, I think we've all been pretty pleased with what we've seen from Arsenal of late. We, it's clear that we're on the up. We were never going to go on and win every single game. 
you know, take this as a bit of a reminder that although it wasn't because of a lack of a performance that we lost the game tonight, just take it on as a little bit of a reminder that the Premier League, because of all the reasons we've talked about, can throw up things like this and there will be setbacks and there will be blocks in the road, unfortunately. Sometimes we'll have to take a step back to go forward again. Uh, But yeah, look, don't don't let it get to you too much. I know it's easy to say that um, in hindsight and, and, you know, it'll probably be easier to digest that tomorrow, but yeah, uh, that's where I, that's where I am with it. I'm trying very hard uh, to keep the positivity. Uh, Topher says in terms of moving forward, I think we should expect another good start come our next game. We're looking for him and I hope tonight does not hurt our morale. This is where Mikel Arteta has to manage this tonight. Well, as well, you know, he has to, he has to make it clear to the players that other factors have led to us not winning this game. And and, and that's that's the reality of it. Um I just want to say a massive thank you actually to the the blind gooner as well. I don't I saw a super chat pop up, but I, I can't remember. Have I missed it? I'm just trying to scroll back and have a look, mate. Um I did see it come up. So a big thank you to the blind gooner uh who said something along the lines of uh, really disappointed to have thrown this away. But thank you for your kind donation, mate. Really, really uh, do appreciate it. What else have we got here? Um, Gunatel says that first half an hour or so was perhaps the best I've seen us play all season. We keep progressing game on game tonight. was super frustrating, but we have to be patient and look at the bigger picture. Couldn't agree more. Uh, couldn't agree more. Um, Barlow says Lewis should have just rugby tackled him and got a yellow. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what a stupid fucking rule it is. If David Lewis had, had gone on the stretch uh, with a slide tackle from behind, he wouldn't have been sent off because he'd have been making an attempt to win the ball. It's nonsense, isn't it? It's absolute nonsense. It's a mess. It's an absolute mess. Uh, United are 4-0 up. Uh, surprise, surprise. Um, at least they saved their goals for tonight and didn't come up with any um, <laughs> uh, on Saturday. Uh, Moses says that's why English refs don't go to the World Cup. Yep, agreed. Um, Dial Square One says, Harry, the last time I went to Wolves away, we spoke in the car park and the result was the same. Yeah, uh, not last season, the season before, wasn't it? Uh, it was a midweek game as well, wasn't it? I think it might have been a Tuesday night. What a pain in the ass that was to get home from. But I hope you're well, man. Um, big thank you to, uh, Ale one, two, three says, keep up the good work. I really like listening to your streams and podcasts. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it and appreciate your, uh, your kind donation. Um, some of you talking about what Boovie's tweeting at the moment. I haven't, uh, I haven't seen it yet. I'll have a look in a bit. Uh, Dial Square also says, Harry, thank God there's someone on Arsenal YouTube channels where it's not a rant for likes. No, we Look, I'll have a go when I'm disappointed. I'll have a go when I think the team haven't done what they should have done. But I thought in terms of the performance, it was fine. You know, I've got no issue. Actually, it was more than fine. It was good. It was impressive. It was enjoyable. Unfortunately, as I said, um, we were we were really unlucky with a really key call at the end of the first half. You know, and, and as a result, we, we've suffered. And and look, I don't have any complaints about Boat Leno Hadley in the outside his area. It was miles out. Um, but yeah, of course, the, the, the Lewis thing, look, for me, as I said it before, I don't want to keep going over the same ground. I'm going, We're going to leave the podcast there. But I mean, it's the penalty. 
I get that the referee, having seen some contact, has to give that as a penalty. And if it was the other way around, I'd want it as well. What I cannot, cannot get my head around is the whole, well, David Lewis needs to be sent off as well thing. Apply some common sense. It's accidental. Most fouls in football are accidental. How many players go into a challenge in a situation like that, not trying to win the ball? And that's why that whole rule and that whole directive is all bullshit and a waste of time. You can never prove intent anyway. But David Luiz, who's probably gone, I've got caught the wrong side here. I've been done by this before. I've pulled players back in the past and got sent myself sent off and gone down to 10 men when actually I should have probably let them play on. So this time I'm going to do the smart thing. I'm going to do the responsible thing. And I'm just going to try and bear down on him a little bit, put a bit of pressure on him, but I'm not going to make a challenge. That's what would have been going through David Lewis's mind at that point. In doing that, his momentum, when the striker has slowed down, has just seen there be a, a bit of contact. And again, you could even argue that William Jose has flicked his foot up to try and make that contact. Whatever the case is, it's Luis's momentum and, and the combination of that and the player slowing down that's led to that, that, that little bit of a collision, which is nothing. It's absolutely nothing. The one at the other end in the first half, there was as much contact on Bukayo Saka from Willy Bolly there, but we didn't get a bloody penalty for it, did we? So what's the difference? That's my point. You know, you've you got to referee games. Yes, you've got a rule book. Yes, you've got directives to follow. I get that. You you have that in, in pretty much any line of work. But you have to also apply common sense. And in this in this league, it feels as though referees are too quick to pull out the card. David Lewis is someone who's been pulled up for this kind of thing before. That probably plays on Craig Paulson's mind as well, which is, is fucking wrong because it shouldn't be the case. I, I've sworn a lot on tonight's podcast. I shouldn't. I'm sorry. Um, I do apologize, but I'm just feeling that way at the moment. As I said, let's leave it there. We'll talk about it again tomorrow uh, with a calmer head, with a bit of a calmer view. But the kind of final message on this live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna is don't beat up the players about it. Don't beat up David Lewis about it. Don't beat up Bern Leno about it. Don't beat up Mikel Arteta about it. Don't beat up anyone about it. If you're going to beat up someone, beat up Craig Paulson. And I don't mean physically beat up. You know what I mean? Don't want to get told I'm inciting violence or anything like that. You know what I mean? And from then on, you look at a performance and you say the performance was good. The players performed. They continued to fight despite going down even to ten uh, to nine men in the end. And you move on. We're not going to go from being down in 15th place to winning every single game we play in the Premier League. They're going to be ups and downs. But 17 points from 24 available is progress. We take it. We move forward. The team is definitely moving forward. It's definitely moving forward. Um, just a quick one before we go. Fill up the chat box. Let me know where it is that you are joining us from. And uh, as Thomas says, uh, smash the like button. Um, as Wes Bird says as well, um, smash the like button too. Yeah, make sure you've done that. Make sure you've done that. Um, 
And of course, uh, tell me in the chat box where it is you're joining us from. And I'll give you guys a shout out just before we wrap up. Kai Hin says it's going to go and play against Wolves on FIFA now. Uh, thanks, Harry. We love the content. Thank you. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget, if you haven't hit the like button already, make sure you do it. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you do that too. Um, if you want to become a member, click on the link in the description and you can come and support the channel. Uh, and also let me know where it is you're joining us from. A big hello to Tofa, who is joining us from DC. Uh, we've got uh, Abdi in Arnhem in the Netherlands. We've got Nissan in Nepal. Uh, we've got um, uh, Vestlund. Andreas is in Sweden. Um, Paul says, lots of swearing and curse words from you tonight, Harry. We're all disappointed, but let's keep it simple. Gunas for life from San Jose, California. Um, Dial Square is in the mean streets of, fin of North Finchley. Uh, Colin Addy is in Umina, Australia. Kai Hins in the Netherlands. Clyde Lewis is in South Africa. Big thank you to every single one of you for tuning in this evening. Um, and of course, to those of you who joined us for the watch along as well, we'll be back tomorrow uh, with some more discussion around what we've seen tonight. Uh, but as I said, don't beat yourself up about it too much. It was a shit night, a night to forget um, for so many reasons. We take it on the chin and we move on. Until next time, take care. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler and you're listening to Harry Simeon.